Lord, we give you praise and adoration this morning because truly you are a God who is worthy of our praise. You are the one who created the world. You are the one who sustains it by your word. You are the one who has informed us what reality is and what it's all about, what our life is is and what it's about. You are the one who guides us by your word and as we find it in scripture, who guides us by your spirit who um, makes our relationship with you real, who leads and guides us according to your word, and who comforts us with a comfort that only you can provide. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for uh, groaning in our place when we, that's all we can do. For being there with us in our times of, of struggle. Lord, this morning we come to you as your people in this place and we worship and we celebrate and we seek to be instructed and encouraged. At the same time, Lord, we know that there are uh, members of our family in this place who are not here this morning. We pray your blessing upon them, those who are not able to uh, be with us uh, on a regular basis. We pray, or at least in person, we pray that you will bless them with the health and the strength and the encouragement that they need from day to day. We pray for um, the ongoing concerns, those things that affect us and affect some of our people and, uh, from day to day, just the reality of life, and we pray that you will lift them up and encourage them and help us to be an encouragement to them as well. We pray, too, for those who are uh, in the hospital. We rejoice with the young man who has left the hospital after his heart transplant. We pray for Lindell as she continues to struggle after her heart surgery all these many weeks. We're thankful, Lord, for, a good new, for good news this morning, that perhaps things are looking up again after a, a week of slow decline. We pray that you will give her a good appetite, that you will give her, uh, that she may renew her strength. But Lord, we pray more importantly and more uh, desperately that you will heal her body so that she may soon rejoin us in this place that we can celebrate together the healing that only you can provide. Lord, we rejoice with Nan as uh, she had surgery. We pray that her recovery will go well. We pray that you will give her what she needs in that, in that uh, reality as well. Lord, we are in a time as a congregation where we are uh, in transition we pray for the leaders of our church. We pray for the council as they um, carry on the, the work of leadership. 
We pray for the search committee as they go about the task of uh, discerning and uh, looking for the pastor who will come. Lord, we do know that you already have all of these things in mind. That you are working your will in and through us. We look forward to uh, the reality of having a, a new pastor to lead us, to walk with us in this place. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for reminding us that you are God and that whatever is going on in our lives, whatever is going on in our world, you've got this. Nothing is new to you. Nothing shakes you. You laugh at the plans of of kings and men and women, those in power and those who would like to be. Lord, we look forward to a, a an upcoming election. We listen to what uh, the candidates are saying. We listen to what people are saying on on all sides around us. Guide us by your truth. May we look to you for wisdom in these days. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our scripture this morning is from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 39 and 40. Hebrews 11 is a famous chapter on the heroes of faith, and it talks about people like Abraham and, and Jacob and, and Esau, or Jacob and Isaac and David and Moses, a whole bunch of Uh, People that we recognize are heroes of faith, and they are commended to us as examples of faith. And then we read these words at the end of that chapter, verses 39 and 40. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us, Would they be made perfect? This is the word of God. When my dad died, we had an open house or a a time of visitation, and um, it just struck me that there were so many people who came, more than I would have imagined, and all of them had a story. Something about what my dad had done for them sat with somebody who, uh, whose loved one was in surgery all night. Stories like that were all over the place. And in that experience in that setting, what was happening was he was being commended to us for the life that he had lived, for the 
love that he had shared. For his faith that he had been called to be someone who walked with people, especially in their time of need. He's not listed as one of the heroes of faith. Yet this morning we want to think about a few of those heroes that they may inform the way that we live. So that even though we're not listed as heroes of faith, we may be heroes of faith. I want to think about what it looks like to have the kind of faith that is commended by God and others. I want to think of three different examples. The first is a faith that believes God's promise. Secondly, a faith that trusts God's plan. And then finally, a faith that pursues God's perfection. A faith that believes God's promise. In Hebrews 11, we hear about Abraham. Abraham, we recognize as someone who, who lived his life based on the promise that God had given to him that he would bless the nations through him. God called him to a land that he would never own, but a land that would belong to his descendants. And he lived there as a sojourner. Looking forward to the city whose foundations were of God, says Hebrews 11. Abraham lived by faith in God's promise for many years because God had promised that he would be, his descendants would be numerous, and yet he had none. And he struggled with that. We know from time to time he would question God about that. Is it going to be this way? Is it going to be that way? When is it going to be? And finally we read in Genesis that uh, he believed God. He simply accepted that God was going to work this out in his time, in his way. And it was credited to him as righteousness. To live by faith in a promise is not easy. It means hanging on to that promise, whatever the circumstances of life. He was committed to the promise that God had given to him, so he lived in the land of Canaan as a sojourner. He did not become one of the people of Canaan, associating with the people who were living there and living as they did. Instead, he lived in a way that caused them to realize that God was with him. And they came to him for guidance. They came to him to live together with him in peace. We think about our lives. We live by the promise that we belong to God. We live by the promise that we will one day be with him in that city, that same city that Abraham was looking for. And sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's a challenge. We're tempted to compromise, to move closer to 
the cities of Canaan. The challenge is to continue to focus and to live as God calls us to by faith. There are things that we long for. There are things that we hope for. There are things that we just don't understand why God is taking so long or how it's going to work out. It's a challenge. And yet we know that God is faithful. That God is working out his purpose in our life no matter how long it takes. Faith that is commended by God and others is a faith that believes God's promise and lives out life based on that reality, that promise that he has made to us. A second example of faith that is commendable by God and others is the faith that trusts God's plan. We think of Moses out in the the wilderness. Moses grows up in the house of Pharaoh in Egypt. Hebrews 11 tells the story in that in this way that he um, decided against staying there and living out that life and decided to join with the people who were the slaves in Egypt. We know that he killed an Egyptian and for that he was run out of town, left the country, lived in the wilderness for 40 years. And then one fateful day, he's out tending his father-in-law's sheep and he sees this bush that is burning up, or that is on fire but not burning up. And he comes, figuratively speaking, face to face with God. And God says, you know what? I have a plan for you. You are going to be my representative. You are going back to Egypt. You're going to face the Pharaoh who is in power there now. And you are going to do my wonders. And you are going to lead my people out of that land and bring them to this place. And you will know that I have been with you when that happens. Can you imagine what Moses must have felt? We kind of get an idea that, we, that he wasn't very comfortable with this. He kept trying to evade the responsibility of, of being the one who would fulfill that plan, that role that God was telling him to fill. And finally, God said, enough of this. You are going. You are going to do this. And so Moses trusts God's plan. He goes to Egypt. He represents God before Pharaoh and before the people. And again, it's not easy because there were times when even the people doubted that this was going to happen. They complained, even in Egypt, that he was making things worse for them. There were times when he could have easily given up. But he stayed the course. Trusting God's plan, he confronted Pharaoh. He showed him the wonders of God, understanding that Pharaoh was not going to listen to him because that's what God had purposed. So that the world would know that God is God, even over what at that time was the greatest kingdom in the world, 
In the end, Moses brings the people out. In the end, Moses brings them to the mountain of God to worship at that place, which is presumably Sinai. He thought it was going to be a short experience. Turned out to be another 40 years in the wilderness, leading a bunch of people who were grumblers, who were complainers, who tested God and Him in many ways. Certainly tested His patience as they tested God's. But He's commended it to us as a person of faith because He trusted God's plan and He never gave up on it, even though He may have wanted to. What does that look like for us? In the course of our lives, we find that we have uh, perhaps different ideas. God is calling us to, to something that we never dreamed of. Perhaps to experience something we never dreamed of. Do we trust that he is faithful to accomplish his purpose in our lives? Do we have the faith that he will work out his plan? And that we just need to continue to follow that plan. Moses was commended to us because he was a man who trusted God's plan. Thirdly, we think about uh, a faith that is commended by God and others. That is, one that pursues God's perfection. Daniel is not actually listed as one of the uh, heroes of faith in Hebrews 11. But he's there. He was the one who confronted kings, the one who shut the mouths of lions and quenched the fury of the flames. Daniel, to me, is a perfect example of someone who is uh, determined because of his faith to pursue God no matter what. Chapter 1 of Daniel tells us that he and his friends refused to be co-opted into the, the ways of the Babylonians because he wanted to pursue God. And God blessed him and his friends, and they became very influential people in the administration of, of Babylon, which again at that time was the nation on earth. Interesting how God always has a representative to address the nations as we think about the reality of Scripture. Even when it might have cost him his life, Daniel pursued God and his righteousness and his perfection. And he was rewarded for his faith when the lion's mouths were shut and he was spared. Daniel lived by faith and was commended for that faith and that and blessed by God as a representative who could 
do amazing things like tell people what their dreams really meant. To be God's spokesman in that way. All of these people lived by faith in God, yet received, as our scripture says, did not receive what they had been promised. In the case of Abraham, he lived in Canaan as a sojourner, looking forward to the city with foundations, the city of God. In this life, he never saw that city, so to speak. But when he passed from life, he saw what God intended. Perhaps even then, getting a glimpse of this beautiful city that we read about in Revelations, the city of God that he has designed for all of us. Moses led the people of Israel out of Egypt, led them through 40 years of grumbling and complaining and all of the experiences of the wilderness, gets them to the border of the promised land doesn't get to actually step foot in that promised land. He was able to get a glimpse. But then God took him home. And he got to see the promised land that God had prepared from the beginning of the world. Daniel is an example of one who lived in exile for many, many years. He had grown up in, the, in, in Israel but had been transported to Babylon and spent the bulk of his life there. A life that spanned about 70 years. He realized, according to the scriptures, that the day was coming when God's people were going to be invited to go back and he prepared for that day. Not in the sense of thinking that he's actually going back, but in the sense that he realized that the reason they had been deported in the first place was because of their sin against God. And so he offers a, a wonderful prayer of repentance on behalf of the people. But he didn't get to go back and see that Jerusalem either. Yet when he died, he saw the new Jerusalem. Our passage speaks of uh, the reality that God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Their faith did not accomplish what God intended because God intended something better so that they and us, we together with them, would experience the fullness of his grace. That's something better we've been uh, singing about, we've been talking about, we've been celebrating. That something better is Jesus Christ. You see, our faith doesn't save us. Our faith doesn't solve all of the problems. Our faith doesn't make us right with God. God makes us right with him. There's a song that says, it's not because of who I am, but because of what you've done. It's not because of what I've done, but because of who you are. That's that something better. 
God was working in Christ, is working in Christ, to redeem the world to himself. And as long as we live in this world, he has a purpose for us. We live according to his promise. We do well to pursue or to trust his plan and to pursue his perfection, his righteousness. Not so that we can somehow gain glory in this world and be people who are commended for our faith, but we are commended for our faith because we are people of God who belong in his house, who, like Abraham and Moses and Daniel, are looking forward to that day when we will see everything God has planned for us. Trusting that Christ died and rose again, that he lives that he's making this place for us so that in that day we also will experience what the saints of old are experiencing. Faith matters. We should live in a way that others will commend us for the faith that we have but mostly live in the way that God will commend us for the faith that we have, for the life that we've lived pursuing his calling. Amen. Lord, Lord Jesus, we recognize that as we live our lives, there are times when our faith is strong. We see clearly what we believe that you are calling us to. Like Abraham, we stake our life on it. We also recognize, Lord, there are times in our lives when we feel a little bit like Moses. You have this plan, you lay it out for us, and we go, hmm, not so much, Lord. Let somebody else do that. Encourage us, comfort us by your Spirit to help us carry on in spite of ourselves. Lord, there are things that we long for. Like Daniel, we would love to return home. But like Daniel, you sometimes call us to to a place which requires that we look wholeheartedly to you. regardless of the cost. Perhaps for some of us, like Daniel, we find ourselves in in great places of, of great influence. Help us to avoid the temptations that he must have faced. Help us to keep our eyes on you, who is the author and the perfecter of our faith. 
Lord, help us each day to live a life that is worthy of being commended by you and by those around us. Not so much that we can earn a good report, but so that we might be your people in your world in a way that is pleasing to you and to others as well. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.